It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We are still a long way out from the opening of Orlando Magic training camp, but we're already thinking about some of the decisions they're going to have to make. So let's dive a little bit into it. Some of the choices that are ahead for the Orlando Magic, at least some of them for now, on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is August 1st, 2023. Where did the time go? My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to start diving into some of the decisions and questions the Magic are going to have to face very early on in this season. Some of the kind of the big picture things that will be played out, obviously, in training camp, but As we get through the season, we're going to get to some of those questions, start kind of bouncing around uh, some of these ideas here coming up in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Magic is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Obviously, you know, we are still a long way out from the start of training camp. We are still a long way out from having a lot of these questions answered. We're we're just kind of bubbling with anticipation uh, for what the Orlando Magic are going to do and what the Orlando Magic are going to be during this 2024 season. Uh, I can feel the excitement for my interactions with all of you. Um, You know, certainly there is just a buzz about this team. And while, yes, a lot of the league is still kind of sleeping on the Orlando Magic, we all sense that this could be the start of something really special. And I explained why, you know, historically it it feels that way uh, on yesterday's show. But I, I don't want to get too lost in all this excitement. Um, I don't want us to to just think it is inevitable that the Magic are going to be a playoff team this year, that they're going to ascend to the top of the Eastern Conference. No. This is going to be a journey and a process. There are going to be big decisions along the way. There are going to be risks taken. And, and to Jeff Weltman's credit, he has avoided taking some risks here until he is sure that it's time to take those risks. Um, But there are going to be decisions made and sliding doors and and all that stuff going on. And as I've said a million times before, this season is a big season for kind of figuring out some of those questions. This season is a big season 
and determining which direction the magic ultimately want to head and, and ultimately who the magic are going to invest in, what kind of team the magic are ultimately going to be, and whether this team can actually stand up to the pressures of a playoff chase of of taking that next step you know uh, you know they, everyone says level up level up level up level up but the question then becomes okay can you actually produce the results and and, and well i don't think this you know i, I know i've said this a million times i know i've said this a lot i do expect the magic to compete for and make the play in tournament this year it, the vibe i still get is that this is still a team that cares more about development than results and the team, well, certainly the decisions that they ultimately make may be determined by results. This team isn't going to lose sleep or or necessarily... Uh, um, it, 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 no one's in danger if they lose this season, unless they lose really big. Um, but this team is still about the growth that they show and what that reveals moving forward. And so before we even get to the season, there are the, the kind of stakes for the year are getting set. And we know just from the way contracts are, are set out that this season is a big season for making these kinds of decisions. That we know that while the Magic feel very secure with their two fours of Paolo Bencaro and Franz Wagner, there are a lot of questions in their backcourt. And, you know, we went over this a few weeks ago now, or I think last week, um, about, you know, the potential for Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony and what their contracts might ultimately look like. We've gone over this with, uh, you know, with, with you know, with, 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 with that, in that regard, what kind of extensions do they get? Do the Magic secure them? Do they invest in themselves and believe they can make more money by playing out the season? Do the Magic want to see a little bit more from them? The point, before we get to training camp, and, and I don't, I, if I read the CBA correctly, the Magic can't offer Markel Fultz a new deal till December because of the, because of the quirk of when he signed that contract. Um, the Magic have a lot of, a lot of decisions to make with these two players. And yes, a lot of it's going to get proven on the court. If Markel Fultz makes the growth that we expect that he, he's going to make and, and, and continues to expand his game, uh, the way that he looked like he was expanding his game at the end of last season, then, Moot point. They're gonna do. They're gonna take care of. It. Same thing with Cole Anthony. You know that the, the the contract slot is probably more important than the cap room at this point. Uh, as the Magic explore how to make this team better, ultimately the way you make this team better is through trade. You're not gonna free the, the big name guys don't move in free agency. They move in trades, um, and so you just got to be in position to get them when when that time comes and have the players. Sorry, knock my table there. But that's not the only guard decision the Magic have. Um, we talked about this a little bit last week with Jalen Suggs, but there is a very real choice to make about whether who, about who to start at shooting guard. The Magic essentially have four starting spots already lined up. Um, Wendell Carter at center, Marco Fultz at point guard, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro at forward. The last spot open in this team is shooting guard. And for me... And I know I said this last week, but for me, Gary Harris is still penciled in as a starter. He is consistent. He's reliable. He's a good shooter. He spreads the floor. That that starting lineup is really devoid of shooting. Having him on the floor is essential. And frankly, just 
Jalen Suggs hasn't proven it yet. He hasn't proven that he is up to that level, that he is up to the next level. And that's okay. Like, the Magic are going to give him the birth, give him the ability to prove himself, to prove that the things that seem to line up and and and, and put him in a better place uh, last season, at the toward the end of last season, after the All-Star break, are something a little bit more permanent. And, and again, that's what this ultimately comes down to. Has Jalen Suggs proven that he is the right guy? There's at least some numbers that suggest he is. Um, the Magic with Gary Harris in the starting lineup had a plus 1.4 net rating um, in 570 minutes, a 113 offensive rating, 11.6 defensive rating. With Suggs on the floor, with Suggs on the floor, the Magic had a plus 11.3 net rating at 113.7, 102.4 split in 58 minutes. Not a huge sample, but there is something to it. We can't deny it that, that there's something to it. Suggs is a much more disruptive defender. Um, he is potentially a better shooter, uh, certainly a better attacker. Um, just got to reduce the turnovers and make better decisions. And, and, and ultimately, that's what this decision comes down to. And that's what so much of this season comes down to. We'll talk about this later, in, uh, probably tomorrow, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, um, or in our next episode, I don't know if it'll be tomorrow, in our next episode. Um, the, the Magic have to make better decisions, and they need players who are going to make the right decision, the smart decision, uh, and put themselves in a better place to make plays for each other. Jalen Suggs is certainly capable of starting. Um, I don't want to snuff that out at all. But if he doesn't start, if he doesn't kind of climb into that starting role or prepare himself or make himself available to be in that starting role, there are a lot of guys on this roster that would gladly take it from him, um, that would gladly that gladly need minutes and gladly uh, would put himself in this position. It, it, I don't want to call this a make-or-break season for Jalen Suggs, but this is a very, very... Very big season for Jalen Suggs. He has a lot to prove and a lot that he needs to prove and show off if he's going to be a long-term solution for this team. That's the truth of it. But that's not the only question the Magic have ahead of them. They have depth now. So we have to ask ourselves, where do the Magic's rookies fit in? We're going to get to that question, plus a question of lineup philosophy coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 You can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to Hit the first home run, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, 
helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, we're still on our quasi-summer schedule. Um, still potential, I, I go daily, but at least three times a week here during our off-season schedule. I am taking a quick vacate, a uh, quick trip uh, at the end of next week. Um, so you'll have a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I will be off the rest of the week next week. Um, but I will still be updating Orlando Magic daily while I'm while I'm away. I'll also be updating the Orlando Magic Hub, my Patreon page. You can get information for that. On my on my Twitter page at Philip R underscore OMD, I posted on Monday a video explaining some of the basic principles of the Magic's offense and defense. About a thirty minute video, about as long as this video is. But check it out today. I'm planning on doing more fun stuff like that, especially once the season gets going. Um, and so definitely check that out today. You can check that out the Orlando Magic Hub uh, again uh, on Patreon. Again, uh, the Twitter uh, the the link to that it link to that is on my uh, Twitter page at Philip R underscore OMD. This Magic team is different, though, um, different than the teams that 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 we've seen from the from uh, this this franchise for the last decade, really. Um, as Jeff Feltman put it, Orlando is no longer a team that is just going to gift rookies minutes. And while Orlando has two lottery picks who are both very capable of playing. One of the big questions that I have for this Magic team is where do they fit into the bigger picture? Because when you look at this depth chart and you look at the players on this team, because they, the Magic, brought everybody back from last year and only dropped players that are not in the rotation, that were not in the rotation at the end of the season, we do have to ask ourselves, what is this team's ultimate rotation going to be in? If, if part of the Magic's goal is to give a... Um, give a runway or a path for these rookies to play, then we got to ask ourselves, is there truly a path for them to play? Um, we'll get into some of the size issues. And, and again, the Magic certainly didn't draft on need. They got a shooter, but they didn't draft on positional need. And, and I'm fine with that. I, I do believe in the draft, especially that high in the draft, you draft based on talent. And the Magic got a very talented player in Anthony Black. He did. A, he has a video, uh, a vlog on, on his YouTube page, um, where he admitted that, you know, hey, I was dealing with, he was dealing with an ankle. He, he said, he told the interview on the, on the vlog that he was dealing with an ankle issue early in summer league, um, still had a great run at summer league. And, and honestly, the, the ankle issue certainly makes me feel like that's, that that's more impressive from him. Um, but, but uh, I have to ask, where does he fit in? Like, what is his role? What is, where are his minutes? Because the magic, We'll start Gary Harris or Jalen Suggs, most likely. They have Marco Fultz and Mark and, and Cole Anthony. Those are your four guard spots. Even if you're sliding Gary Harris to the three, now that starts to impede on Jed Howard. You know, you've got Franz Wagner, you got Joe Ingles, who could probably play some four. You're probably going to be splitting up more minutes between Franz Wagner and Palo Bagher. Again, they played about two-thirds of their minutes together last year. Maybe the magic dropped that down so that they're covered at the four, but even then. That means Joe Ingles is no longer playing the four. He's going to play some more of the three. Um, is this a situation where you're playing Anthony Black and Jet Howard more limited minutes early on 
relying on veterans to, to, to spell more minutes and you're going with a 10, 11 man rotation early in the season. And then as the season develops, you know, maybe there's a trade, maybe there's something else going on. You kind of hand the keys over to these guys. They slowly ramp up their minutes as the season goes on. Depth is a good thing. I'm not going to complain that the Magic don't have room for the rookies uh, because I feel very confident that if there's an injury to this roster, save to one of the two star players and maybe to Wendell Carter, which we're going to expect that he will miss some time, as long as there's no long-term injury to the main, to the, to maybe the three, three star, to the two star players and Wendell Carter, um, Franz Wagner, Paul Blancaro being the star players, um, this team can cover for injuries. The situation that caused that five and twenty start is not going to happen this time. The Magic have talented players, and look, Anthony Black's a rookie, Jet Howard's a rookie. They're going to make mistakes. Uh, the team will be worse when they're on the floor. That's that's kind of how it is. There will be pockets where they are better, and that's the pot. Those are the pockets you hold on to. That's what we did with Paolo. Is there? You know, the Magic clearly put a lot of trust in Paolo. They let him make mistakes. The Magic struggled when Paolo Bancaro was on the floor. Um, you could look at the numbers. That's true. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean they were wrong. Doesn't mean he's bad. It's true. Rookies are bad. Rookies are always bad. This is the worst. You know, you hope that your rookie season is the worst you will be. Um, Anthony Black and Jed Howard are going to make mistakes, but I feel very comfortable and confident that both can step in for whatever role, limited or otherwise, that they can play. And I feel confident about that for about twelve guys on this roster. You know, Jonathan Isaac. I feel very comfortable with whatever role the Magic need him to play. If he needs to start a few games because. You know, Paolo or Franz have to miss time. Very, com- very, com- you know, as long as he's healthy, which is, you know, maybe he won't be, but very confident that if he's healthy, he can step in and play a solid role. Now, we don't know what his minute restriction is going to be, but whatever. Joe Ingles, I'm very confident, can step in and play whatever role the Magic Eden would play. I have confidence in Mo Wagner and Goga Bataze to fill in minutes as needed. I have confidence in Cole Anthony to start if needed and Jalen Suggs to start if needed for Gary Harris to slide to the three if needed. Uh, I have confidence in all of these players. The, really the only player that I don't have a ton of confidence in is Chumo KK. Um, but even him, like he's going to do, he's going to be in the right spot defensively. You know, if he gets hot from three, if he's playing the Golden State Warriors, he's going to score a lot of points. Um, if there are injuries to this team, the magic will be fine. I we could not say that last year. And then we got Kevon Harris just hanging around, and you know Admiral Schofield for whatever limited minutes. If you need him for a game or two, he he knows what he's doing. The magic, I feel for the first time in a while, there's no like R.J. Hampton who you know we don't know what to expect from him on any given given moment. He was literally rolling the dice, or you know as as impressive and good as Bull Bull could be, he was a coin flip a lot of times. Right now. You know, again, projecting out rookies. I don't. I feel very confident about every player on this roster that that they could perform a role, and that other players can fill in as needed. I'm not as worried about. I mean, unless there's a weird rash of injuries again, which there have been in there has been in recent Magic history, I am not concerned about this team's depth. They're going to be able to compete every single night. But that means when they're fully healthy, someone you really like is going to sit. It would not surprise... I mean, I think the Magic will make it a point to play Anthony Black and Jet Howard early in the season um, at the expense of someone else's minutes. Look, Paolo Bancaro, Franz Wagner, Goga Batadze, Joe Ingles, Mo Wagner are all going to be coming off of World Cup runs. Their minutes are going to be reduced. Like, let's, let's be real. First quarter of the season... 
if Paolo Bancaro is set to average 32 minutes a game, he's probably going to be at 28, 29, 30 for the first quarter of the season. If he's set to average 34 minutes a game, they're going to reduce those players' minutes. And while, yes, the Magic's two-star players are part of that, that's going to be those minutes that they reduce are going to be used to give an Anthony Black a Jed Howard some minutes. But when you look at this roster and you look at the rotation, you look at the, the potential for this rotation, the rookies don't have that clear path to play. They really do need to earn their keep. They really do need to earn their playing time and where they sit in the pecking order. That's exactly what this Magic team wants. They want that internal competition um, where everyone's you know, fighting hard against each other, but only fighting hard for each other and for the team. That's part of the culture the Magic want to build, and that's going to play out in training camp. That's going to play out throughout the course of this coming season. It will not be easy, to be sure, and, and there will be some hard decisions, and there will be some decisions that a lot of people don't like. That's, that's just the reality of it. But in the end, I, I do think in the end, I do think we will see Anthony Black and Jed Howard emerge as rotation players. And, and obviously that's only going to raise more questions. And so the challenge for the Orlando Magic early on this season is to find ways to make sure that they get that experience that they need uh, to develop to grow, and then to start figuring out the, ro- the roster and the rotation to put themselves in a position to, to win more. And again. This team will face injuries. Every team does. I'm more confident in this team facing, handling, and dealing with injury adversity than last year's team for sure. And so we'll see what ultimately comes of that. But with those roster decisions, with the depth chart as it is, comes another really important decision. A decision about whether to go big or to go small and what that means for the Orlando Magic. We'll get to that coming up in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Like I said, if you're part of my everyday crew, we're going to be back. Uh, I don't know when we'll be back. It might be tomorrow. It might be for Wednesday. It might be for Thursday. Uh, I am, as you can see, wearing my Team USA jersey. I'm recording this before the Women's National Team game, before the World Cup game. Uh, and I am planning to power through and watch it. Um, uh, watch it live, so no spoilers. Although by the time I publish this, it, it, the game will be over. Um, so I don't know if I'll be doing a podcast on Wednesday, but uh, certainly for our next episode, I'm going to talk about playing better basketball. Um, it's been kind of the, the, the phrase of the day for the, this front office. I'm going to talk about what that actually means. Uh, we'll talk about that on our next episode of Locked on Magic. But let's close out today by talking a little bit more about kind of philosophy for this team and the way this team is constructed. Um, the Orlando Magic love length. They love positional versatility. They love skill versatility. 
Uh, they love all of these things. Uh, and they love being able to throw out junk defenses. They love being able to pressure. They love being able to switch. They love throwing bodies at players. Something I talked about on my video on Orlando Magic Hub um, uh, on Monday. They love doing all of these things. But at the end of the day, too, uh, what that means for this Magic team is they're sometimes at a size deficit. And look, I- I'm here to say this season is about figuring out this team's weaknesses. And the only way you're going to figure out a team's weaknesses is by playing a playoff series. As as good as the regular season is, and I am an advocate for the regular season, I think we should recognize regular season excellence a whole lot more. It is a different challenge than the playoffs, just like the in-season tournament will be a different challenge than the regular season. I think we should celebrate regular season excellence and regular season and the ability to play successfully in the regular season because it, it is something different. The playoffs are a completely different challenge. And what the playoffs do when you have the chance to sit down, hammer in in a seven-game series, is pick apart every little weakness on the team. This is what the Magic, what I believe the Magic want to happen. They want to lose a playoff series. It's That sounds weird. They want to lose a playoff series because this team is so young and so malleable that a playoff series is going to test this team. They're going to know, they're going to quickly learn who can step up. You know, do you want us to give a big contract to Marco Fultz? A lot easier to hand him a big contract and hand him the keys for good uh, if he's just had a really nice playoff series. You want, you believe Cole Anthony can be an elite sixth man? Well, he just averaged eight, you know, 16, 17 points per game in a playoff series for you. That feels very real. That feels something that you can bank on. Do you want to know where your holes are defensively, where your holes are stylistically, where your holes are personnel-wise? Well, in a playoff series, especially as a lower seed, a top team is going to pick you apart. They're going to find your weakness and put their thumb into that wound and rip rip it open to, to be graphic. That's what the Magic need to see this year. And so when you look at but when you look at this roster, my big concern is that it lacks size. And, and we saw this in the NBA Finals where the Nuggets just pounded the Heat inside, and their lack of size really was a big, big part of why Miami ended up losing that series. You need size. And unfortunately, while I think the Magic were a good rebounding team and did a great job packing the paint last year, I have my concerns that this team is too small. But there's no indication this team is going to play big. The Magic are going to... The Magic are going to lean completely into this idea of positional versatility and press it for all that it's worth. It's playing bull bull last year, moving Franz to the two... That was part of this experiment, and, and there were some good returns on it. You can see the Magic easily throwing out a lineup of Wendell Carter, Jonathan Isaac, Paolo Bencaro, Franz Wagner, Anthony Black, and just going really big and really long. And, and I, I really hope the Magic do experiment with lineups like these, that they do try them out in practice, throw them out in a preseason game, throw them out in the regular season. Try Paolo Bencaro at the five. We do know that the Magic are going to lean toward going small. They did not play Wendell Carter one minute alongside Goga Batadze or went or Mo Wagner last year. The Magic were always the Magic at least settled in that Wendell Carter is exclusively your center, playing alongside Palabankara, playing alongside Franz Wagner. They're going to play small. Joe Ingles will probably get minutes at the four. 
When I looked at the Summer League roster and the way the Magic were playing at Summer League, I don't think that was unintentional. As poorly as it played, I think the Magic wanted to see Jet Howard, Caleb Houston, play the four a little bit. See if they could body up some of those bigger players. And they did all right. I wouldn't want to do it for very long, but they did all right. The Magic are likely to play Joe Ingles a little bit at the four. They're likely to try and use, uh, you know, certainly use Jonathan Isaac as, as the main backup uh, for the two for the two forwards, but they'll start playing Paolo and Franz with, with Isaac a little bit more. They'll go big with Anthony Black in the backcourt or do Black, Howard, Wagner, Bankero, Carter, or, or Bataze, whoever. They're going to do lineups like that. They pick Jet Howard essentially because he is bigger and more athletic and, and, and gives more defensive versatility potential than Grady Dick or Jordan Hawkins. That was their principle. That was what they believed in. And so I think that the Magic, one of the big questions the Magic have to answer is if their intention is to go small, how do they fill in the gaps? Can they be a more effective rebounding team? Because as good as they were rebounding, they were eighth in the league in defensive rebound rate last year. They were 15th in the league in second chance points allowed per game. Um, Again, imperfect measure, but... There's a clear discrepancy there. There's a clear, uh, you know, there's there's no equilibrium there. You usually want to be about the same uh, on both, but they gave up a lot of second-chance points. Their defensive strategy is pack the paint with length and spray out to the three to three-point shooters in rotations. They get caught a lot in bad drop coverages a lot. So if you go small, you're just switching everything. If this is the organizational philosophy... How does it all actually work? How does it actually play out? Because the Magic could go big just as easily. I could easily see them go in a Batadze, Carter, Bankero, Wagner, Black lineup. You know, you could easily see them go go big and, and a more traditional setup. But more likely than not, they're going to play small this year. And bank on their teamwork, bank on their IQ, bank on their length to cover up for some of these deficiencies that small teams typically have. This is part of what training camp is for. And like I said uh, on Friday's episode of Locked on Magic, um, this roster is better as I think it is than than last year's team. And and, and the depth that they have, there are still so clearly some holes to fill. This ain't the 2010 team where it felt like the Magic could play up or down or to however their matchup called for. The Magic are going to be themselves, and there might be bad matchups for them, where they just don't have the personnel to hang tough. And as they get better, they're going to have to find that flexibility. Um, you know, I think Jamal Mosley is a flexible enough coach. He is in strict, strict draconian lineups or rotations. He is going to experiment. He's going to try things. And if something, you know, he might stick with something a little longer than necessary. Maybe that short, maybe that leash tightens up a little bit this year than it did last year. But he is willing to change and try new things. The Magic, though, are going to have to answer a lot of these questions. Um, They're big questions. They're training camp questions. They're season-long questions. But there are questions the Magic team, this Magic team should already be thinking about and preparing for as they get set for the season. And of course, we've got a long way to go before that. 
I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Sit your tune in. Himmel, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them. We send the podcast to your podcast enable listening device. For latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. I want to thank you again for making Locked on Magic part of your day every day. If you're part of my everyday crew again tomorrow, we're going to talk about our, on our next episode. I don't know if it'll be tomorrow. On our next episode of Locked on Magic, we'll talk about the way the Magic play better basketball. What that actually means and some of the things that it actually entails. We'll get to that coming up in just a moment. Don't forget, NFL season is really in full swing already. Our friends at Locked on Bucks and Locked on Jaguars have you covered for our local NFL teams. Locked on Gators has locked on Gators has you covered for Florida Gators. Locked on Knowles has you covered for the Florida State Seminoles. And Locked on Big 12 will get you a little bit of a UCF fix, uh, I am sure. The Locked on Podcast Network is still going strong. And our friends Locked on Rays, of course, have you covered for the Tampa Bay Rays. The Locked on Podcast Network is still going very, very strong, even here in the NBA offseason. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Ross from Mike. See you again next time for another episode of Locked On. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.